But tonight I want to talk to you about how to handle difficulties. How many of you know that the Lord has called us to be overcomers? He wants us to overcome. Overcoming means when, when it feels like you're down for the count, you get up. Whenever everything's pressing in on you and it looks like you're going you're gonna to fall down and, and breathe your last, you come out of it. An overcomer is somebody that can overcome the difficulties and the things of life. Amen? God has called us to be overcomers. If you read the book of Revelation, it says, those that overcome will inherit the kingdom of God. You got to be an overcomer. Are y'all with me out there? Now, I, I need some, I need some feedback. All right. I know it might have been a long day, but I want you to just muster it up. How many of you want to be an overcomer tonight? Amen. All right. Okay. So whether we like it or not, everybody's going to have moments of difficulty, right? You're going to have times when you're going to go through hardship. You're going to have, you know, you, you don't become a Christian and everything is peaches and cream. You know, that's, that's not the life, you know. Everybody's going to, is going to face difficulties. An overcomer is somebody that faces difficulties, but can get through that difficulty. In fact, I was just reading in Proverbs, I think it was this morning or yesterday, it says, you know, if your, if your, uh, if your strength fails, or if your strength easily fails, you're not very strong. So we need to become strong in the Lord and the power of his might, right? And part of that is we got to learn how to overcome difficulties because we're all going to face them. Jesus explained it this way in John 16. He said in 32, he said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on the earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. How many of you say, Amen. Amen to that. I know that might not be a great confession, but it's the truth, right? But take heart because I have overcome the world. Now, Jesus is saying you're going to go through trouble, but I want you to know you can overcome your trouble because I'm an overcomer and I'm with you and you can overcome too. Amen. And so Jesus didn't say you may have trials or you might have trials. He said you will have troubles. You will have difficulties. So we have to settle that, right? You can't escape difficulties in life. You know, you've heard it said that, you know, everybody's in one of three places. You just came out of a hard time. How many of you just came out of a hard time? Are you either in the middle of a hard time? How many of you are in the middle of a hard time? Or are you about to go in a hard time? Ah, oh, I don't want to talk about that. You know, and it's, listen, I don't speak that. I'm not declaring that. I don't want that. But you know what I've noticed after serving the Lord for, you know, 30 plus years is that, man, you know, things can be clicking along and all of a sudden, man, things can just go bad. And I mean, many times it has nothing to do with my choices or my decisions. It's just the world that we live in. Amen. Are y'all with me out there? And you just all of a sudden you're in the middle of a difficulty. And that's the way life is. You know, the Apostle Paul uh, understood that. And he was one who, how many of you know, went through a lot of difficulty. I mean, this guy, he got stoned. He got shipwrecked. He was, he was, you know, stayed out in the, in the sea overnight. I mean, I mean, this guy, and he was just trying to do the work of the Lord. I mean, they were trying to kill him. He was burdened for the church. And, and he was, he went through all of this. So he is one who knows what it's like to go through difficulties in life and overcome. Amen. 
And so he tells us, uh, in fact, in a moment of transparency, he kind of opens up to the Corinthian church and, and he says these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. He just, just transparently just tells the Corinthian church. He says, even though I've received such wonderful revelation from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, I am strong. Amen? Now listen, if you're a Christian, how many of you are Christians in here? If you're a Christian and you go through difficulties, you're going through difficulties for Christ and in Christ. Amen? And so Paul called his personal difficulty a thorn in his flesh. He called it a thorn in his flesh. Have you ever had a situation that you felt like was a thorn in your flesh? You know, like, I, I'm not, I don't know exactly, you know, exactly what he meant by thorn in the flesh, but have you ever had a thorn in your finger? Have you ever had a splinter or something like that and the discomfort it feels? I think that's the idea he's trying to give us. A thorn in the flesh is a life situation that causes great difficulty or discomfort or distress in your life. How many of you ever had something like that happen today? Like today, right? And so what was this thorn in the flesh that Paul was talking about? Well, you know, they are different opinions. Some theologians believe that it represented the thorn in the flesh he was he was talking about represented just spiritual temptations, you know, maybe to, to, to give up in his faith or whatever. Some believe that the thorn represented the opposition and the persecution that he was facing from all these people that didn't want him to preach the gospel, even religious leaders. Some people believe that the thorn represented some kind of corner or sinful sexual temptation or something like that. Others believe that the thorn represented Paul's bout with some physical ailment, some kind of physical sickness that he had that he was he was struggling to to get free from. And so there, there are many opinions about the thorn and what it represented. But one thing that we know is that Paul never really gave us great detail in it. You know, and I think there's a reason for that. If he told us, my thorn in my flesh is I got headaches, I get migraines. Well, we have dismissed. If we weren't having migraines, we would have never got anything out of this story. I think he doesn't give us particularly details about the thorn in the flesh because he wants us to see it from a general perspective of if you got a circumstance, a distress, a difficulty, a hardship, a trial in your life that is causing discomfort in you, that's what I'm talking about. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. And so what's your thorn in your flesh tonight? In other words, what's the elephant in your life? The, the mountain-sized problem, the great difficulty stressing your life. I, I would think, you know, with as many people as in this room right now, there's probably a good percentage of us that, hey, listen, we might, there might be a lot of areas of our life that's good, but there might be one area that, man, we just say, man, that's an elephant in my life right now. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Am I talking to the right people out there, right? 
See, a thorn in the flesh could be a physical difficulty, some ailment like Miss Louise. She's going to have to have surgery on her knee, a torn meniscus. It might be a spiritual difficulty. Some of you in here right now, you might be struggling. You say, man, I know I need to serve God. I know I need to live for God. But man, I have a tough time doing that. I'm struggling. It's a thorn in my flesh. Some of you might have an emotional difficulty. You're dealing with depression or discouragement or fear or anxiety or something like that. Some of you might be just a financial difficulty. You're like, man, I got more bills than I got money. I need some more money so I can pay for my bills. Amen. Come on. Can I get an amen? How many of you ever been there before, right? It might be a relational difficulty where there's things going on in your home with your, with your family and your, or maybe a coworkers, you know, something like that. And you're struggling in a relational area. Listen, since everybody's going to face difficulties in life, right? We're all going to face them. The question we need to ask is, how do we handle a thorn in the flesh? How do we handle a difficult situation? That's what I want to talk to you a little bit about tonight, okay? In this passage that we just read, I believe Paul unpacks and he teaches us as he transparently says, hey, listen, I'm the apostle Paul, but I ain't got it all together. I got a thorn in my flesh. He just tells us, right? I have problems too. I believe we can draw from Paul's just transparency here and gain, gain some strength for our lives. Amen. So let me unpack it for you. Three ways to navigate difficulties in your life. The first one is this quickly invite the Lord in the midst of your difficulty. Now that sounds so simple. It's like, okay, go to two, Todd. Uh, I mean, that's, that's so, that's so elementary. No, no, no. Quickly invite the Lord into your difficulty. That's what Paul did, right? In, in 2 Corinthians 12, 8, it says, concerning this, I implore the Lord three times that it might leave me. What is this that he's talking about? He's talking about the thorn in his flesh. And so he says, I implored the Lord three times concerning this, that he might leave me. You know what implore means? It means to call near, to invite, to entreat. So Paul quickly invited the Lord. He's listening, hey, I'm having a problem right now. I'm having a difficulty right now. I need the Lord's help, man. And so he says, Lord, I need help. And you know what I find that in my own life, sometimes I will deal with a difficulty for a couple of weeks and months, even to the point where I'm exasperated and I'm about to collapse. And then I say, I need the Lord's help. Man, I wish I could press the rewind button, go back to when I first experienced that difficulty and quickly right away say, Lord, I need your help right now. Amen. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Why wait till we're about to collapse to ask God to help us? We need to be quick to entreat the Lord to help Help us through our difficulties in life. Now, listen, this might be all you need to hear tonight. You could some of you might be able to go home right now and just say, OK, I got it. Amen. But let me unpack it a little bit further. There's no reason to try to get through some difficult situation on your own. You ever saw, I mean, you might have been in this situation where, you know, especially you moms, you know, moms with children and stuff, you know, you got a diaper bag and you got, you know, you got a, you know, a baby and you got, you know, a, one wrapping around your leg and you got to open the door and you got, I mean, you, you know, you, you doing all this stuff or you carrying a bunch of stuff, you got books and you, you know, whatever, and, and you just, you, you dropping stuff and you, there's so much and there's somebody right there said, Hey, can I help you? Can I help you? I don't know. I got it. I got it. Have you ever done that? Please say yes, that I'm not the only one. And then you drop the eggs, right? And you say, oh, I guess I need some help. 
what it's like as Christians. Sometimes we're trying to carry these weights, these difficulties, these burdens, these problems. And the Lord's standing there and saying, you need some help? And we say, no, I got it. I got it. And then we drop the eggs, which means a very delicate, valuable thing. And then we say, oh, no. And the Lord's standing there saying, I'm waiting to help you. But I'm not going to force my way in. I'm waiting for you to invite me in. Do you want me to help you with this difficulty? Are y'all hearing me tonight? So we got to be quick. Listen, going through difficulties in life without asking the Lord for help is ridiculous. I mean, he's our savior. He's our master. He's our creator. He's our God. He died on the cross for us. Don't you think he wants to help us when we go through hard times? The answer is a thousand times. Yes, he wants to help us. Amen. You know, there's a story in the Bible in 2 Chronicles 26. I won't take time to go read it, but it's uh, King Uzziah. King Uzziah was a very successful king. I mean, this guy, he he had extraordinary success as a king. He uh, He defeated all his enemies. He invented machines to do war. Like, I mean, he invented like, you know, modern day like tanks and stuff like that to give him an upper hand. I mean, this guy was incredible. He had so much success. His fame spread far and wide, the Bible says, and he became very powerful. He was a very successful king. And the Bible tells us why that was so. In Second Chronicles 26, 5, it says, he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord... God gave him success. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. So apparently, King Uzziah realized that if I just invite the Lord into my life and my difficulties, I'm going to have great success. So he did that all of his life, right? No, that's not what the Bible says. In fact, the Bible says he got so proud because of his success because of his success, that he quit seeking the Lord. In, in 2 Chronicles 26, 16, it says, but when he had become powerful, he also became proud, which led to his downfall. Listen, you and Christ are a majority. You can have a thousand people wanting you to be defeated, wanting you to you know, not make it. But if you and Christ are together in this thing, you are going to win. You're going to overcome. You're going to be successful. But you've got to invite the Lord to help you into your circumstance and situation. Amen. Now, let, let me get a little bit more specific. Yeah, sure. So you invite the Lord. But listen, Paul gives us a, an idea. There's three keys to inviting the Lord into your difficulties. The first one is this. Pray specifically about your situation. You know, it's one thing for me to say, Lord, I pray you bless me. But listen, whenever I got a splinter in my big toe, asking the Lord to bless me is one prayer. Asking the Lord to help my big toe is another thing. Amen. And so we got to get specific. Second Corinthians 12 and 8, Paul said, concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might lead me. Do you see that? Concerning this, I implore. Did Paul have other issues going on in his life? Certainly he did. He had churches to worry about. He had enemies that he had to defeat. He was stoned. He, I'm sure he had all kinds of problems. But when this thorn entered his flesh and started giving him a discomfort, he started calling out, God, I need you to move this out of my life. Amen. I implore the Lord three times. So pray specifically. Number two, pray persistently. So listen what Paul did. It's concerning this. I implore the Lord 
three times that he might take it away. In other words, he didn't just pray about it one time and say, well, I prayed about it, but nothing changed. So I guess the Lord don't want to help me. How many of you know, you got sometimes you got to be like a bulldog. You got to, you got to grab a hold of the horns of the altar and you got to learn how to do warfare a little bit. Amen. Are y'all still out there? Are y'all still breathing out there? Are y'all hearing me out there? Amen. Come on, listen, if you're going to be an Olympic champion, you can't be a weakling. You can't be a, a pushover. You got to learn to do battle. Amen. And so he prayed three times. Why only three times? I think because he got an answer after three times. I, that's, I think he got a breakthrough. So we have to persistently pray until we've prayed through, until we feel like we've made headway in the spirit, like things are going to change. Have you ever heard that saying, you got to pray through? Have you ever heard that? You know, back in the, you know, in the, in the beginning of the century, there was a saying in the, in the, in the spiritual giants of the faith. They would say, you gotta pray through. And praying through means you gotta pray and you gotta pray until you start feeling like something is happening and something is changing. Come on. You gotta pray that push prayer. Pray until something happens. Amen. But I think sometimes, you know, we give more effort in trying to watch LSU play on Saturday night than we put in the effort to pray and ask God to help us with our difficulty. Amen. Now, I know I just touch a sacred cow, but let it be done. Let it be so. Amen. Come on, are y'all with me out there? And so, come on. Paul said, I prayed about it. Amen. How do you know when you prayed through? Well, sometimes you know you prayed through when you start getting a peace about it. You might be all worked up, all discouraged about it. But when you start praying about it, come on. How many of you know what I mean? Whenever you start crying out to God and say, God, I need you to move. I need you to work. All of a sudden, man, something happens on the inside of you. And you start getting a peace. And you get this feeling like it's everything's going to be all right. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? When you learn to pray through, listen, sometimes... You know you pray through when the circumstance begins to change. You start seeing a little glimmer of light. You start seeing a little glimmer of hope. And sometimes I believe that's just that's just the Lord just trying to encourage you, like, don't give up, man. Keep on keeping on. Amen. And then sometimes, you know, you know you're getting a breakthrough when God speaks to your heart. Sometimes, you know, I'll be praying about something and I'm praying, Lord, would you move this? Would you change this? And the Lord talks to me and says, well, if we can change this attitude, I can move that. If we can deal with this attitude. Oh, come on. That's a breakthrough right there. Come on. I mean, you know, I just pray through, right? I just prayed through. One time I was praying about something and I'm in. I was so full of anxiety. I was all worked up and I was saying, Lord, Lord, you know, I don't know what to do about this. And he said to me, he said, does that seem like a mountain to you? I said, yes, Lord, not one. There's three mountains, Lord. And he said, well, what did I tell you to do about the mountain? I, and, and it just came to me just like that. He said, whatsoever things you pray for, believing you shall receive. He said, you can say to that mountain, be thou removed and it's going to be removed, right? He said, Todd, the reason why you're so anxious, the reason why you're so worked up about this, you're not trusting me. You're full of fear. Come on, begin to speak to that mountain. How many of you know I began speaking? Amen. In English, in Cajun, in tongues, in every language. Get mountain, move out of my way. Amen. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, pray through, right? That's what happened to the Apostle Paul. He prayed till he got a word from God. And in 2 Corinthians 12, 8, 9, he said, Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that he might lead me. And he said to me, 
My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Come on, how many of you know, one word from God can change your circumstance. Nothing can change in the natural, but when God speaks to your heart, all of a sudden, man, everything is going to be all right. Amen? Are y'all with me out there? And he said to me in verse 9, my grace is sufficient. One word from God. How many of you know God is on the scene? And then the third thing about prayer, you got to pray specifically, pray uh, persistently, but pray attentively. That's praying with your heart wide open and your spiritual ears open. You know, sometimes we want to tell the Lord about how many problems we have and the Lord's wanting to tell us how to overcome those problems. But we're so busy, so occupied with our problem that we're not listening to him to get his perspective on the problem. Amen. And so sometimes, listen, when you pray through a difficulty in your life, nothing changes the situation like hearing from the Lord. Like that day, whenever I had those mountains and I was, Oh God, what am I? I can't do anything about this. I can't change that situation. Lord, nothing humanly possible can I do. And the Lord said, Yeah, that's right. Nothing you can do. But you're so worked up because you're not, yeah, I'm fearful. Yes, you're fearful. You're not trusting. I'm not trusting you. Oh man, all of a sudden the mountains were still there. But I'm telling you, man. I could see that mountain starting to crumble already. Amen. Because something was happening. How many of you know sometimes when you go through difficulty, the very thing that needs to happen is what's in you, not necessarily what you're dealing with. Come on, I need a better amen right there. Amen. Okay, now, so the first lesson the Apostle Paul teaches is to turn to the Lord quickly during difficult times. Amen. How many of you going through a difficulty right now? How many of you just came through a difficulty just this morning? Amen. Amen. And listen, I can promise you, it won't be long before you'll have a, a difficulty. Again, I don't mean to be speaking that, but hey, this world we live in is a messed up world. Have y'all noticed that, right? The second way to navigate difficulties in your life, number two, is look for the blessing despite the difficulty. Despite the difficulty. Romans 8, 28. All things work out for the together for the good for those who love God and walk according to his purpose, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? All things work together. God causes all things to work together for good. You know what I think this verse means? We can expect blessings from God even we go through difficult times. Can I be so bold to say some of the greatest blessings in my life have come as a result of the darkest times in my life? So what, what you know, listen, you, I, I heard... Pastor Brandon quoted the other day, but I heard a sermon years ago and this pastor said, good and bad travel on parallel tracks and they usually arrive about the same time. Listen, God is not going to waste one experience. He's not going to waste one hardship that you go through. He's going to make some lemonade out of every lemon that you experience in your life because he's your father. He loves you and he's for you and he's not going to let you just get beat up around here on this earth and sit on the sidelines and just cross his arms. The God of heaven that, that gave his all for you is with you and he's going to help you get through what you're going through. Amen. Come on. If you believe that, say amen. Now, there are three blessings that you can receive through difficulties that I see here. Number one, you can find God's purpose through difficulties. You know, if you back up a little bit in verse seven, you might have caught it, but this is what the apostle Paul said. Even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God, 
God was giving him revelation like nobody's business. He understood deep things in the spirit and all that. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was giving a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, torment, keep me from becoming proud. Now listen, I don't know, but Paul was associating, maybe he was getting a little cocky. Look how good I can preach. Look, look, look at the miracles going on in my life. He might have got just a little spiritually cocky. And he said, you know what? There's nothing that humbles you like suffering. How many of you know that? But he said, you know what? I think maybe the Lord has a purpose in this. Maybe he's just trying to put my feet back on the ground. Paul began, began to see his purpose. Now listen, God will waste no experience in our life. He might not be trying to humble us, but he might be trying to teach us something. You know what? I started making the correlation. Whenever I serve God, things are better in my life. Whenever I drift away from God, I have more problems. I have more, whenever my, whenever my attitude gets wrong, oh man, things don't go as easy. I found out the more I pursue God, the more I spend time in his presence, the more he wheels, he oils the wheels of my life and the better life becomes. Amen. And so you know how I learned that? I learned that whenever he let me get into the woods, when I quit seeking him. And he said, now, if you want to live out of the woods and on the highway, a blessing? Well, you just keep your eyes focused on me and keep serving me and your life is going to be blessed. Amen. Listen, you don't become an overcomer by seeking God one day out of the month. You become an overcomer by just grabbing a hold of God and say, God, where you go, I go. Where you go, I go. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to the world. I'm not going where I've been. I'm staying with you, man, because I know serving you is where it really happens. Amen. Amen. So listen, you can, you can trust that God will help you, will teach you something. He's got a purpose. I encourage you to ask questions. When you go through a difficulty, what is God trying to teach me through this difficulty? Number two, what can I learn from this experience? How can I grow and become a better person through this situation? Listen, you know when we grow spiritually, it's not on the mountaintop. It's in the valley, right? So look for God to teach you. The second blessing is you can experience God's divine provision through difficulty. And Paul, when Paul prayed, the Lord spoke to him and he promised him something. And this is what he said in verse 8 and 9. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that he might lead me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. The Lord said to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient. You know what he was really saying? I am going to help you get through this. Listen, if you're going through difficulty tonight, I want you to know that God wants you to know that his grace is sufficient. He will help you get through this. Well, listen, listen to Dr. Phil is not going to get you through this. Amen. Spending all night downtown drinking some Bud Lights is not going to get you through this. It's holding on to God and serving him and he's going to be with you and he's going to get you through it. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage you tonight. That God promises. You know, many years ago, I, I don't know, it's been 18 years, maybe something like that. My mother had a reaction to medication. She was only 63 years old. And she was a diabetic. And she had a broken bone in her foot. We spent the night at the emergency room. They sent her home with painkillers and an antibiotic and said, see the orthopedic surgeon this week. We brought her home. We got her situated. She took the first antibiotic and the first painkiller. 
I went, I came back to Lafayette. I got a call about three or four hours later, said she had a reaction to the medication, rushed to Abbeville Hospital. She's on a ventilator. She's in a coma. And we were praying desperately that God would spare her life. Well, he didn't. She died. She died. So you know what? God didn't answer my prayer. But you know what God did do? God gave me the grace and the peace that I needed to get through that situation. Amen? You know, everything you can think of, you know, mad at the physicians, mad at the hospital. Why'd y'all send her home like that? You know, she was, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, she was, um, what you call it? Um, yeah, diabetic, but she was allergic to penicillin. Why did you give her a cousin of that? All that, you know? But at the end of the day, it didn't work out. Paul didn't say, I prayed three times and the Lord took my thorn away. It never says that. The Lord didn't say, okay, Paul, I'll take it away. So as far as we know, he lived with a thorn. Do you know what he found out? God's grace is sufficient. You know what we need to learn? God's grace is sufficient. Amen. How many of you know God's grace is sufficient to help us get through whatever we're going through? And so that's the blessing that you can expect. You can expect God's presence to be with you. Number three, a third blessing you can receive is spiritual growth and empowerment. You know, again, you don't grow on the mountaintop, you grow in the valley. Second Corinthians in verse 9, each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now, Paul says, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ works through me. When you go through difficulty, you can look for God's power to increase in your life. Whenever you got things that just weaken you in the flesh, if you keep your attitude right, if you keep your focus on the Lord, His anointing is going to increase in your life. And that's what He said. You know, I found out that whenever I'm weak, He is strong. Come on. Are y'all with me out there? Come on. How many of you can relate to this, man? Well, listen, I talk to people and they say, man, God's presence was with me so strong whenever I lost my loved one, whenever I went through that valley, whenever I dealt with that hardship, God was with me, man. It was like I could feel his presence with me every minute of the day. I'm telling you, God is God is a loving, compassionate, merciful God, and he's going to be with us. Amen, saints. Y'all agree with that? So what keeps God's power from flowing in our life? It's normally our pride, our self-dependence, our self-sufficiency, our, our, our own fleshly desires and all that. But you know what? Distress, hardships, trials, it has a way of just dealing with that stuff, man. It helps us to become more spiritual and it helps us to have more of God's anointing. You know, listen, whenever, whenever you go through hardship, and you go through the ringer, man. You, there's a stability that comes into your faith. There's a strength that comes into your faith. Isn't that right? It's like the more you go through, when you get to the other side, it's not fun going through it. But when you finally get through it on the other side, man, you feel like you have some spiritual strength. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? It's like you go in the gym and you got some old flabby arms and stuff. And you start working out a little bit. And all of a sudden you go, whoa, whoa, man, a little hardship will help you grow and grow strong in the Lord. Amen. So you can look for the blessing. God is not going to waste your hardship. He's going to bless you through the process. Amen. And number three, the third way to navigate difficulties in your life is to keep a good attitude through your difficulties. You know, our attitude determines whether our difficulties make us better or bitter. It has everything to do with our attitude, right? 
You know, I've talked to people that are just bitter. They mad at God. They mad at the world. They mad at everybody. They because they felt like they were they were handed, you know, a bad hand. Well, wouldn't you say the apostle Paul was handed a bad hand? I mean, here he is trying to serve God, trying to spread. What what better wholesome thing to do in life than to be a servant of God? And what does he get? He gets stoned. He gets shipwrecked. He gets left in the sea with you know sharks circling around him, all that stuff. I mean, this guy went through the ringer, man. But did it make him bitter? No, it made him better. Amen. He kept his attitude right. And I want to encourage you. Listen, whenever you go through hard times, it has a way of eroding your attitude and it wants to make you sour. It wants to make you bitter. It wants to make you just angry. But don't let the devil bring you into that stuff. Man, just keep your attitude right and know that you can't fail. God is on your side. It don't matter what the devil plan. He can't overcome God's purpose and, and, and plan for your life, man. You're going to make it through this. Amen. Come on. Say amen. Yes, you're going to make it through this. And somebody needs to hear that tonight. Amen. Facing difficulties with a good attitude will make you better and not bitter. The apostle Paul learned to face his difficulties with a good attitude. And listen what he says. In verse 9, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take, listen, now, that must be a misprint. They, they, they must have wrote the wrong word in the Bible here. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults. You ever been insulted? In hardship and persecution, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now listen, I would like to say, well, that's where I'm at, brothers and sisters. Now when I go through hard times, I get pleasure in it. Well, I hadn't arrived. I'm not where Paul was. I didn't get there. Come on, anybody else got there? You might be somebody in here more spiritual than me. But you know what? I want to get there. Amen. I want to work on it. I want to just like not, you know, not let stuff just get me, you know, sideways and give me a pouting, long lip, boo, boo dayed, as my grandma used to say, quit boo daying. That was whenever you're mad and you walk around like this, kicking the dust, you know, and it's like, quit boo daying and, you know, cause you couldn't go play, you know. Come on. Sometimes as Christian, we need to quit boo daying. And we just need to get our attitude right and just say, look, you know what? God is God is with me. He's going to help me. I'm going to get to the end. He didn't bring me into this thing to lead me halfway. He's going to get me across the finish line. Y'all believe that this morning, this, this evening? I, look, I love what James said in, verse, in chapter 1, verse 2. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. You know what? I had I got a revelation one day. Y'all agree with me that we're all going to have difficulties in life. I mean, has anybody not had difficulties in life? I want to come hug your neck if there's anybody. Maybe it'll rub off on me or something. I don't know, you know? But, you know, we all go through difficulties in life. And again, sometimes 
It's my own choices or decisions. But sometimes it has nothing to do with us. It's somebody else. We're going to go through difficulties. But you know what I found? If I go through a difficulty and I don't keep my attitude right, I lose the blessing. I forfeit the blessing. It's like I take an exam and I don't get credit for it because I failed it. And I'm trying to get out of this grade because I want to go to the next grade. Amen? And I'm hoping one day to step into the new Jerusalem. Amen? Y'all with me out there? And so listen, so it's like, listen, man, whenever I catch myself murmuring and complaining like the Israelites did when, ah, we ain't got nothing to eat over here, man, at least in Egypt when we're in bondage and we were beat like slaves, at least we had some toast bread. You know, and they started murmuring and complaining and the snakes started coming and, you know, and this man, you know, and the Lord, the Lord was ready to just, you know, take them out, man. And Moses said, come on, Lord, these are your people. Don't take them out, you know. But listen, sometimes we like the Israelites, you know, we're children of God. We've been washed in the blood. We're filled with the spirit. God's promised us eternal life. He's blessed us more times than we can count. And we go through a difficulty and we start belly aching and come on I want to pass that test because I want to get every blessing that's in that test and I want to be better not bitter I want to be stronger not weaker and I'm ready for what God has for me as I get through this thing because I know it's a great blessing amen come on yes amen why don't you do me a favor and just stand with me all right how many of you going through a difficulty right now you're going through some trial, some something's pressing in on you. Let me see your hand. Do me a favor. Those of you that have your hands raised, why don't you just come up to the altar? Come on. Let's just take a moment right now. And, and I want to just invite you to just, just do what we just talked about tonight. And, and maybe, you know, maybe some of the stuff I talked to you about, maybe it's kind of helping tweak you a little bit. It's kind of helping you just kind of get your attitude. You know, the Lord gave us his word and his instruction because he wants us, man, he loves us. Do you know God is for you, brothers and sisters? Do you know that God is for you? He loves you. Do you know that? That, that there's nothing in God that wants you to fail? And he want, it's not like he's going to take pleasure that you struggle in life. That's not the God we serve. Is that right? We serve a loving. Do you all believe that? That we serve a loving God. And listen, if, if it's heavy on your heart, do you, do you think he knows about that? Do you think he knows that you're going through a tough time? That you're going through a trial in your life right now? Don't you think that he loves you enough to want to help you with what you're going through? Come on, are y'all hearing me today? I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. You see, because sometimes part of the problem is that we're, we're not sure the God that we serve. Like, like Brother Jim was saying, you know, you can't trust a God that you don't have trust in his character. And, and, and maybe, you know, maybe you just got, you know, to the point where you're just not sure that God wants you to succeed or he wants, or he wants you to get through this difficulty. But just close your eyes with me for just a moment. And I want you to just, just think with me right now. Does God want to help you with this thorn in your flesh? Does God want to help you? Would you answer that in your heart right now? Now listen, if you have the liberty and the freedom, I want you to just lift your hands towards heaven right now. And I want you to just, not just lift your hands towards heaven, but I want you to lift your hands towards heaven like with trust and with faith. And remember what we began with and said, you know, when you go through a difficulty, the very first thing you need to do is quickly invite the Lord into your difficulty. 
So could just right there where you are. If Listen, you don't have to pray an elaborate prayer. You can just pray this simple prayer and just say, Lord, I need your help. Can you say that? Can you utter that? Don't just say it like to open air. I want you to say it like you're looking in the eyes of the Lord and just tell it from your heart. Say, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. Would you just say that to the Lord right now? Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your help right now. Now remember, he said, you got to pray specifically. Just begin to pray, Lord, I need your help with this. Just begin to just, just tell him where you are. Tell him what you're dealing with. It's not like he don't know, but he wants you to just specifically say, Lord, I need your help with this. I'm tired of trying to hold all these books and all these groceries in my hand. I, I need some help, Lord. And I want, I need some help with this situation. Come on, just right there where you are. Just say, Lord, would you help me tonight? Would you help me, Lord? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now remember, the very thing that can change this whole circumstance is the Lord just to whisper a word into your heart. Now I want you to just think about what is the Lord saying about this situation? What is What, does, what do you think the Lord would want to tell you right now? Exactly where you are. Listen, if you're in the pit, if you're like the prodigal son and you've wasted all your inheritance and you're in the pig's pen, do you think right now if you say, Lord, I'm sorry and I want to come back to you, do you think he's going to say, no, I don't want to have no part of you? If you say, well, the reason I'm where I am is because the decisions I made, would you, do you think he's going to say, well, tough luck, I'm going to leave you to yourself? No, that's not the heart of the Lord. What does the Bible say? He came running to the prodigal son. I believe the Lord is running to you tonight. He's running to you and he's saying, I want to help you. And come on, just receive his love right now. Just receive his grace right now. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that your grace is upon, Lord, your children tonight, your daughters, your sons. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on. The blessing of God is here. Come on. God's purpose. Come on. God is going to use this. He's going to make you better. Come on. God's power. His provision is there. He's going to give you the grace to get through it. You're not going to fail. You're not going to stay there. You're going to get through it in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to just receive God's power right now. Come on. His power is perfected in your weakness. Now just let the Holy Spirit just come upon you and let him just fill you right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Now come on. Let's just work on our attitude a little bit and say, Lord, I trust you. Come on, Lord. I believe believe you. Lord, I know you're going to help me. Lord, I know you're on my side. Come on, just begin to say that. Lord, I know, I know I'm not by myself. Lord, I know I'm not alone in this. Lord, I know that, Lord, you and I are going to get through this. Come on, just get your attitude right now. In the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, Kobe, Kelly, would you guys, any altar workers, we're going to come and just touch you on, on the on the shoulder, the forehead and we're just going to ask God to just just release his grace. Thank you, Father God. I want you to just close your eyes and just lift your hands one more time. And I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to just let go of that difficulty to the Lord. Just let it go. Oh my goodness, I just see. I just see the compassion of the Lord. I just see the compassion of God. He's coming to you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Tony, would you come and just help me pray for some of these people? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord God. 
praise you, Father God. Come on, let the Lord just touch you. Come on, let the Lord just put his hand on you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nate, can you just lead us in just a little worship course? I want you to just stay right here, right now. Don't be quick to go. Come on, have an experience with God. Come on, let Him come and just visit you right here, right now, in this difficulty. Let Him just get in that boat with you right now. Come on, you're not by yourself. He's with you. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. How many of you know somebody? In your family, somebody you work with that's gone through a lot of trouble. Man, they, they need encouragement tonight. And, and it would be good for us to pray with them, stand with them. Anybody has anybody like that? Let's take a moment. You know, I'm thinking about somebody right now that's just going, they just, they're just going through the ringer right now. And they need encouragement. I believe we can make a difference in their life. Amen. Would, would you do me a favor? Just extend your hands up towards heaven like this and, and just call their names out and just say, Lord, I'm standing with them. I'm standing for them today, Lord. They need encouragement. They need strength. Lord, they need hope tonight. And so, Lord, we pray for them tonight. Lord, even though they're not here, Lord, we know that we can reach them through prayer. We know that prayer knows no boundaries, no limits. And so, Father, tonight, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask you to release your grace over them. Lord, we pray, give them a breakthrough. Encourage their heart tonight. Thank you, Father, for just being with them tonight, we pray. In the strong name of Jesus, and everybody that agreed said, Amen. 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 Well, I hope I hope that word was an encouragement to you tonight. God's with you. He's for you. He's not going to leave you. He's going to be with you all the way. Amen. Y'all believe that? Amen. Well, God bless you. You, uh, you have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much for being here. You're dismissed.